This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, Laura and Angela here. We are about to start this week's episode, but first we want to thank the sponsor of this week, Tracker. Yeah. Smart cars. I like your yeah. Smart cars, smartphones, smart homes. Technology has made everything smart, but losing your stuff still makes smart people feel really stupid. And Angela thinks I'm stupid because last night I was supposed to go on a hot date night. Mm-hmm. This is perfect timing for this commercial. It really is. Because I witnessed Laura Lane losing a purse. And you know how I am with my outfits when I have a look in mind. Right. I had the outfit that I wanted to wear. I couldn't find the specific purse. If only I had put a tracker in that purse. You never found it, did you? No, I still haven't found it. I really want to know where it is. My outfit was ruined. Yeah. And, you know, when you're going on a date night, you want to feel good, look good, feel confident, have the perfect outfit in mind. So you got to put a tracker on your shit. Yeah. Save yourself from a wardrobe nightmare. Get a tracker. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. Tracker is a coin-sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, purses, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair your tracker um, to your smartphone and attach it to anything and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. It's super cool. If you lose your phone, this is the best part to me, you press the button on tracker and your phone rings even when it's on silent. So it goes both ways. That's definitely your favorite part and why you love your tracker. Well, I, I like need my phone constantly at all times. So. Yeah. Uh, and that happens a lot because when we are recording our podcast, we put our phones on silent. Mm-hmm. And so then if we can't find our phones afterwards, it's on silent and we don't know where it is. It's a whole Just thing. Hit the button on the tracker. But guess what? Listeners to this show get a special discount of 30% off your entire order. That is a huge discount. Go to the spelled T-H-E tracker dot com and enter the promo code single. That's the T-R-A c-k-e-r dot com right now and enter the promo code single for 30% off your entire order again tracker.com promo code single get yourself a tracker never lose anything again now let's start the show this is why you're single this is why you're single this is why you're single ba 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 Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is you need to focus on you. You do. Also in the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, Pokemon Go sex toys, and why science thinks they've finally figured out the female orgasm. We'll see about that. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest, Todd. Lee McSmith. He is the co-creator, director, and producer of a ton of insanely popular off-Broadway parody musicals, including Kardashians, Full House the Musical, Bayside the Musical, and Showgirls the Musical. He also just announced his latest play, 90210 the Musical, slated for September if you're in NYC listeners. Uh, He also has a unique perspective on the current dating scene in NYC as a trans man and the boyfriend of our past podcast guest, my wonderful friend, Elliot Brooks. Welcome, Tobley. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. We are particularly excited about this because we're like, oh, is there anything else you want to talk about when you're uh, on the podcast today? And he's like, well, I was once owned by a dominatrix. I also went to a bunch of like sex clubs in New York. We're like, this is going to be a fun show. This is all on brand for us. (laughs) We are very excited. Um, So, yeah, we had Elliot on the podcast, I think, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really go into your relationship a whole lot. I think... Maybe, I don't know if she was kind of hesitant. We were. We thought it was more your story to tell, I think. Mm-hmm. And when right. she told us that you wanted to come on the podcast, we were we were very excited because, I don't know, we, we like to share different perspectives on, on dating on our podcast. Right. And, you know, you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend like any other couple, but you definitely bring a, a unique perspective that not everyone experiences. And, I don't know, we think it's important to share. Right. We're definitely trending. We're on trend. <laughs> you are on trend. Trends it couldn't be a hotter hip. trend. Yep. Just trying to stay stay trendy. It, it is. Yeah. It's it's very trendy. Transparent is my favorite show right now on it's television. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, I like Veep. I like Silicon Valley. I've been like binging Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I have to say Transparent is the most human, comedic, and beautiful show on television right now. It's very real, and I think they do it so well. They sure. really do. Yep. It's it's a beautiful show. I know. I wanted to ask you that, too. I was going to be like, what What do you think of how it's like portrayed in in uh, in media? I, I do think transparent they do nail uh, the story and you know the sister brother relationships are, are amazing and hilarious too and how they deal you know because it is a family thing it's not just the father turning into the mother it's all of them and how it affects their life yeah for sure it's very beautiful so i guess this is a dating show mm-hmm. so Tobley, i want to know like how has dating changed for you since transitioning because this is somewhat of a new thing for you it is. It is. I. Um, it took a while for me to get to get to this point, and I actually did the full transition in public and and everything about two and a half years ago. Wow. So I have I have a day job where it kind of I was very worried about how I was going to be perceived and what mm-hmm. was going to happen, and I feel like that kind of held me back. On in the theater world, who could give a shit? There, <laughs> they're very open to these things, but in a, in an office situation, and it was hard um, to think about my family and just it took a, it took me some time to get there. Everyone has right. their own timeline. Mine is a little later in life. I'm 36. So, yep. is this something that you always knew growing up? Even you know, it, when I was growing up in Texas, there wasn't a name for it. I mm. just. I was born into a body and I was told I was, I was a female at that point and I didn't feel that way. I didn't um, act that way, but there wasn't a choice. It's so great that kids today can now, um, they know what it is and parents know what it is and there's stories out there and there's, there's people that have done it. So um, it's, it's a great time for it. But yes, it took me moving to New York, meeting a few trans people and really realizing this is who I am and this is, this is who I've always been and now it's time to um, do something about it. Speaking of having a corporate job, I remember I, I had read an article about like how Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Your, Who's that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> your muse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had the benefit of like being able to do a Diane Sawyer interview on TV and that was kind of her coming out and being on the cover of Vanity Fair. Right. Uh, whereas most trans people kind of have to do the awkward maneuvering of like contacting HR, like making a Facebook status yeah. to announce it to the world. That's right. Um, so do you identify with that? I like, did. I had your- to go into HR and um, I worked for a big corporation and they had, it never happened there and they were pretty clueless. They, th- they said that I should take everyone out to coffee and tell them. Oh, interesting. And I was like, there's not enough coffee in the world <laughs> to all these people. Um, and so I bought them a book and um, we went through it and, oh, wow. and they sent this email. It was, it was wonderful. We worked with it and, and the company got the email on a Friday and I came back to work the next week and, the people at my work were so supportive and amazing. There were emails, there were cards, and people really, um, you know, you have to make yourself vulnerable in a work situation, which is hard because you want to put up that wall and be mm-hmm. be the person that you need to be to continue to get paid by that job. And to make yourself so vulnerable was, was tough. But ultimately, opening myself up in that way had people received me, and it's actually helped me grow there. So That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. so it was good. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we're very lucky to live in New York, I think. Yes, yeah, that too. Which that too. which also is helpful. But like you saying, finding that community, meeting other trans people was so helpful, which is why I think yeah, we were excited to have you on the podcast because there are so many people that don't they don't they don't live in a place where they have opportunities to meet a community and feel like they have a support system. Right. I don't know. And hopefully that will get easier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We read an article that was written by a trans woman that we kind of we wanted to share with our listeners. And we were also curious um, if her experience is similar to your experience or if it's different. I'm sure every experience is it's yeah, every person's different. Okay, so here's what she wrote. She said for the longest time. This is about dating also. For the longest time during my transitioning, I held off on dating because I was afraid of how others would treat me. I felt uncomfortable being with a man or another woman because I wasn't sure if they would objectify me, insult me, or act disgusted toward my transition body. Even now that I've overcome those initial fears, I still encounter so many questions about my transitioning while contemplating asking people out. How should I disclose my trans status to my partners? Is there an appropriate way to do so if my date isn't aware? 
Likewise, is it worth dating someone if I knew them before I transitioned? What kind of baggage enters into a relationship if I date someone from my hometown? For a cisgender woman, these questions might seem strange, but as a trans woman, this is an everyday part of my love life. When I'm with someone, I have to give them a short run through about consent, comfort levels, how trans body parts function, and so on and so forth. And she goes on to explain other questions and obstacles she's faced about her relationships with dating and sex. And, you know, this is a trans woman, and obviously, Tobley is a trans man, but uh, are any of these questions or issues, do they? resonate with you at all and is this an experience that you think a lot of people feel when they're going out into the world to date after deciding to transition absolutely i mean as you said every story is different and and everybody is different but um yes you know um you have to um every time to speak broadly on it i walk into any room any bathroom any situation and i have to think through all those things there's a, there's 10 steps ahead who knows who doesn't who needs to know am i safe in this bathroom everything mm. to speak about dating um it's scary and i once i started transitioning i i took about a year and a half off of dating to really f- figure out who i am and really get settled in who i am and confident and okay to talk about all those things that she mentioned and then i went on tinder <laughs> <laughs> what was that like <laughs> but um, I just have to say that's great with our theme today. Our theme is uh, focus right. on you. Yes. yes. You got to do. Yeah, Taking it. that year yeah. and a half off and nailed that. <laughs> yeah. And I d- I've done that twice in my life and we can talk about that. But yeah. Tinder was interesting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of dating apps that it's very black and white. Either mm-hmm. you're gay, you're lesbian, or you're right. straight. Mm. Um, there's not there's not a lot of fluidity in that. So I went on to the seeking women, men seeking women. And I, in my profile, said I'm trans. And I feel like there were a lot of people that probably swiped left or did not want to talk to me and that's fine like let's weed them out from there um i did have some interesting experiences i went on a date with a girl and um i found out she thought trans meant that i was just really into cars stop no stop. no that's so really? good yeah yeah i mean who doesn't I'm really like into cars? Trans, as in transportation trans- yeah. yeah so you hear what you want to hear i guess um <laughs> And, you know, I think a lot of people go on and off of um, online dating and app dating. And I kind of, I kind of, after that, actually signed off and decided, like, I'm just going to wait and meet someone in real life and Mm -hmm. meet someone that that sees past all the noise Mm -hmm. of trans, everything, and just likes me. And then I met Elliot. Is she the first person that you've met and dated since you transitioned i i I have dated and i think also once you get a little older too i just i didn't want to waste any time so i'd Mm -hmm. go on one or two dates and i knew if that person wasn't like um i didn't see any future i didn't waste time but yeah and then elliot walked into um an audition because she was in our show kadashians and it was pretty much over over. From the audition, second audition, second <laughs> first audition, she was nervous. I mean, Elliot, she's, no, no. she's not only gorgeous, but she's just a, a beautiful personality. Yeah. She, you, you fall in she's love got with her. A lot her. of charisma. She really does. She you does. Fall in love with her. Uh, I mean, anybody falls in love with her as soon as you meet her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, was that a conversation you needed to have with her? Did she know? Like, do you care if people know when they meet you? Do you want them to know? Do you not want them to know? No, I don't. I, I can't control what other people know and think about it. And I think that is kind of a really releasing thought in any part of life is that you don't have any control over what people think about who you are. Yeah. And I'm, I can be open in this. I'm happy to be an open trans person because I think we need a lot of good examples of trans people right now. Absolutely. While people are still getting to know and getting comfortable with it. But um, Elliot and I... We started texting and we hung out and I knew she knew because um, cause she had talked to the director about it. But um, I asked her about it and she said, I have an open heart. And she does. Yeah, and that's beautiful. That's what I was looking for. So Yeah, I always wonder that because on one hand, if they don't know, then you're just a dude like any other dude. But then if they do know, then you don't have to worry about having that conversation if you don't want to have it. You yeah. Know? I mean, there is still... It's still important to keep a dialogue, and especially mm, right. as you begin doing sex things with oh, them. Oh, yeah. I mean, not in a dating world. I mean, <laughs> oh, right. just like oh, in meeting life. people. Yeah, 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 just in meeting people. Like, I met you after the Kat Dashian's show, and I met you on the subway, and we were all walking. I actually should have known then that you and Elliot had some, like, chemistry, because I think this is when you guys were first starting to date, and you guys were, like, kind of flirty on the subway, and I was like, oh, I wonder if she's, like, hooking up with that guy with her director. Like, hey, get it. <laughs> Scandal. But, yeah, yeah. No, I just, I didn't know 
and then uh, we were we were all getting off in in Williamsburg, and you you guys were like, "We're gonna go get some food," and it wasn't like, <laughs> "We're gonna get some food." You guys want to come? Yeah, no. So I was like, "All right," food they don't want to they no. don't want to hang yeah. out with us. No, I'm just I wasn't offended, but I was like, "Oh, maybe that's like a date night." But yeah, I just thought I was like, "Oh, she's hooking up with that guy." I wasn't right. like. I, past it, no, yeah. I didn't think anything past it. Um, so yeah, I just I find that interesting. Like if you prefer that for people to not think past it and just think like we're a date, we're a, this is my girlfriend, I'm a, her boyfriend, and that's right. all there is to it, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that feels good. It feels like yeah. that feels right to me for sure. That's great. Yeah. So Elliot told me recently that you had met her parents for the first time. I did. And meeting the parents for anybody is scary as shit. <laughs> like I was terrified when I was meeting you, Nick's parents. You get the nervous sweats. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? I like, I think I actually like got my makeup and hair done. I was so, Oh wow. I was, I was like really scared. Um, <laughs> and this having this conversation like adds a whole nother layer to it. So right. I was interested in what that was like. Um, I know they had conversations before and um, I think there's a little education there. And then um, I think, I don't know, they just had, we just had to sit down to a meal and they had to see that I'm a person just like any other person. Yeah. And, and this is what's different about me, but I also have these great things and I, um, you know, I'm totally into her daughter. So it went well. It went well. Yeah. I mean, you have a job. I have a job. You're nice. <laughs> you're you have smart. a job and you're employing their No criminal and record. <laughs> like, this is a, I would say, a, a step uh, up from 99.9% of guys. Most of my friends right. are going on dates with. <laughs> right. Um, how would you say, how is this relationship different from others you've had? What makes this relationship so special and so, uh, you know, I had been dating and in long-term relationships before I was male, and um, there was a part of me that wasn't all the way there. There was a part of me that hadn't arrived at a point where I loved myself, and I think I found myself in relationships where I got to a point where I couldn't love them anymore because mm. I didn't love myself or I needed to make this big change and I needed to do it alone. And so... Um, yeah. So this one, though, I took the year and a half off, as we talked about, and I spent a lot of time thinking about what I can bring to a relationship and what I wanted from my partner. And um, to have kind of just had someone walk into an audition and then get to know them. And that was what I'm looking for. You it's know. like an organic way to meet people, yeah. too. She's the jackpot. That's what I call her. Oh, she is the jackpot. Right. Uh, you mentioned before that you took a year and a half off at another time in your life. Right. So when... When else did you decide to do that? This was a time I was jumping relationship to relationship, pretty much like... You were always dating women. Mm -hmm. Yes, always women, always women. Um, I was just in one long term, and then I used another person to get out of that one and was in that, like no... There was no gap room. in between? Yeah, and I, I got out of the final one of that of that run and realized that I ha was unable to be alone and comfortable in it, mm. and I needed that person, and there was some dependency issues, and it wasn't healthy, and so I kind of just... Uh, took a little break there and really focused on, on the writing stuff, which we do all the time, but really worked on myself and, and getting better. I mean, those times that you take from breaks, you should be actually dating yourself in lots of ways. Yes. And finding out what you like and what you want and how you should be that. treated. This and, could not be more on topic. Yeah, that's something <laughs> right. we advocate a lot. Yeah, it really is. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing. And you walk around and you see couples and they're... Um, <laughs> dry humping each other <laughs> each other on the street and you 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 think there's something wrong with me because i don't have that but that's so not the truth and when you are ready i truly believe the people walk into your life when they need to yes you right. just have to fucking chill and let it happen yes would you say that this is the best relationship in terms of like where you've been at in your life like you are finally the most comfortable in your skin and that's helped the relationship for sure yeah and and I think she's at a place where she's she's comfortable where she's at too. So you know it is uh, it, timing is everything. And I think we've learned from stuff. And I think that when the timing works out for both people and they're both just in a good spot, you didn't just get like out of a crazy relationship or something. And it, and both people are just ready and they fit together. You know, it just really can happen quick. I love that. I don't know anything else that you think would help people that are listening to this that are either. I don't know whether they're 
interested in transitioning or just... But also, if somebody wants to date a trans, per- trans yes. person and wants to approach it, like, that d- doesn't know what to say or, like, what should they do? What should they do? Um, into, like, yeah. a trans dude or a trans lady... Just, just do it, you know. And I think we've said it. it it's important to have dialogues in mm-hmm. any like cis or trans or any gay straight. You should be talking through things. But um, I definitely, it's bummed me out. I've had a few girls that I've liked, and they couldn't date me because I wasn't a quote unquote real man, and that was painful to yeah, hear. Because what could I possibly do to become more real in their eyes? Right. But um, you know, ultimately, it's it's their loss, and and obviously they wouldn't they wouldn't be down to date me, and you just got to let go of those things. But um, yeah, I think it's just it's talking to them, and it's not being scared. Like, hey, if it doesn't work for you, you can just not do it anymore. But don't not try it because it's scary or different. You know, those are often the best experiences. Can we talk about when you were owned by a dominatrix? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. To talk I mean, yeah, about any, trying any, different things. Yeah. Right? Anything yeah. else you want to touch Not on that, that we haven't? I think I think we got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this dominatrix <laughs> okay. stuff too. Yeah. Um, you have many experiences to share. It's like, this is like three guests in one. Yeah. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting like a good deal on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> You're getting the best out of life. <laughs> yeah. I um, know. You are living like all the experiences. I feel like a lot of people wish that they could live or want right. to live. Um, so this was in New York. This was, I moved here about 13 years ago and I grew up in Texas in Austin, which is cool. But then I went to school in Lubbock, right. which is not cool. Austin <laughs> is like the liberal, it's I, somebody has explained right. it to it's me. A it's a beautiful like, little liberal bubble, liberal, yeah. liberal blueberry in inside of like a pie with no other blueberries. Right. I'm sure I misinterpreted that analogy. It's or the I'm blueberry and a wrong. red oatmeal. I think I've maybe that. is that what it is? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. But who would eat red oatmeal? But um, <laughs> yeah, I've never yeah. seen red oatmeal. Austin is cool. Uh, suburbia Austin, a little. But um, yeah, so I moved to New York at 23, and I decided I was just going to try everything that came across, sexual or anything. Just you know, you you come to New York, and I wanted to find the underbelly, and yes. I'd say I found it, checked it out, <laughs> and left. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that 90s grunge. You're like, there's some underground world. Yeah, I yeah. want to know what shit is happening. Right. when everybody else is asleep in their beds. Yep, and I did. Um, How'd you find it? So, you remember that show HBO Real Sex? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> who, who, so I watched that at college and there was all this crazy sex shit and there was a baroness. There was the, Her name was the baroness. She was a dominatrix. And I remembered the episode and I was in a bar uh, with a friend drinking and she walked in. And I couldn't believe yeah. it. It was like seeing a celebrity. Wow. I know. So I immediately asked her to give me a hickey, which she didn't do. Um, <laughs> but she invited me to her party. And the party was the next day. And so we went and checked it out. And she pulled me up on stage, pushed me against the wall, and started bull whipping me. No. Yeah. How old are you at this point? 12. No, I was, um, <laughs> I was 20, 23, 24. That's so like young. about when I moved to New York. Too, right, yeah. right. And I, you know, and she, she put me against the wall and the bullwhip, I'm very painful, but like very <laughs> awake. Like I was like, what? Is I didn't know this? the whips they use are actual bullwhips. Oh yeah. I thought yeah. that they like make some other kind of people whip. No, no, <laughs> no. actual whips made. So from you bullwhips. had like welts. I did. Yeah. I mean, so it was a whole scene where all the people in the party were watching as she did this to me. And I guess I was taking a beating that most people wouldn't. I was pretty drunk at the time too, but I was also like, a, I just loved that everyone was paying attention Yeah, and I loved that it was this new thing and, um, and it was making her so happy to just beat the shit out of me. And, um, <laughs> and it felt like I was awake and alive, like the endorphins that start going when that happens. And yeah, the next day at work, I like was very uncomfortable. Um, oh my God. <laughs> where, where does she whip you? Um, in the back, like she, she put my hands against the wall and just hit the back. She's very pro at this. This is what she does. She makes latex clothing and she is a, a dominatrix. So I was kind of hooked. I was like interested. I wanted to know more about this scene. Um, so I continued to go back and to hang out with her. Um, and you know, there's a thing about S and M, and I think it's in real life too. But you you get broken. Like you you take a beating kind of till you break, quote unquote. And that is kind of just when you let go of everything you're holding on to. It's a very addicting feeling because, you know, we hold on to who we are and, and how we how we're portrayed and all this stuff. And it, there's just a moment when you're getting paddled or something that you just let go of it and you just succumb to what's happening and just go with it. 
So, You're really making a case for <laughs> getting this shit bean out of you. <laughs> so I became very interested. And when you break, how do you know when you break? <laughs> you just feel it. You feel it. And and is it a good it's a good break though. It's, it's not good, like your soul breaking. No, right? no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a daily thing. But no, it's like <laughs> it was it just it made you feel really alive in this way. And um, you know, she like owned me in a way that if someone wanted to do something to me, they had to ask her first. Oh wow. So and then she would say yes or no. And I I kinda thought this was hilarious. You know, there was nothing sexual with me and the Baroness. It was just purely this relationship where where I was very interested in her i wanted her approval I it was to make sex her involved at all or was no it sex no, no sex. sex i know i think she does have some sexual relationships with um her subordinates but it wasn't with me and this did these beatings always happen at the parties or was right. it ever yeah. just you one-on-one we never did a session i know she does those i think she usually charges i think she just liked that um that you i were down to do it in front of people yeah that i liked that but and um, that was probably part of the thrill for you i would totally totally i don't think i would have been interested in a one-on-one sesh no how long did this last a couple of months and and then i realized i was like passing out postcards for our parties and i was like i really am her slave and like (laughs) so and i kind of realized that that's the bottom position and i feel like i'm more of a top and i was more interested in that and um but i think it was so important to have bottom to correctly top oh yeah you know because i think that a lot of people just go into that kind of stuff and don't know how it feels so have you ever owned somebody else have you been the dominatrix or dominator um yeah so in relationship it just depends on the person that you're dating and you're with and what they want to do and how far they want to go but i definitely have um and i have not like I can take it or leave it. Mm. The closest I've come is I had like a boyfriend when I was in college and he would, he loved spanking me pretty hard. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. I like, you're giving me a weird look, Angela. (laughs) Did you have a safe word? We didn't. He just did it. He didn't really ask. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't, to the point where I was like, ow. Right. I need you, a safe you didn't word. Get broken. Right. I yeah, feel I like I need to get broken. <laughs> do you? Do you you want to get broken? Next episode. <laughs> yeah. Ian's really. like, oh my God, we'll take the podcast equipment. <laughs> Ian's a little teddy bear though. I don't, I can't picture him breaking you. I mean, he's got some torque. What? <laughs> really? No, you think he would? No, no. There's, I don't think Nick would. I think he, he, I think he'd be too... Uh, too like sensitive to like hurting me I think yeah I feel like unfortunately I feel like I'm sad that I missed it on that experience but I feel like I need a stranger and a stranger not yeah. like somebody you've been with for like two years yeah you're like guess what you do you think it'd be we're gonna change be, things up <laughs> do you think it'd be something hard to start deep into a relationship it just depends. I mean, I think that if a couple wanted to explore it, went to an S&M club, got to know things about it, were well-educated, because there really is a safe, sane, and consensual thing. Like, you Absolutely. need to make sure right. that everyone's in the right mind and everyone has their safe words. And um, I think that exploring it is interesting. It, there's a power struggle issue thing that I think sometimes it can resolve in relationships, too. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean... It's worth checking out an S&M club once in your life because just for the views, you don't have to participate if you don't want to, but you can just look at the people. Right. I mean, I've been to like sex clubs in Amsterdam. That's yeah. close, right? Yeah, that's, that's I, pretty close. Right. I've watched real sex. <laughs> I want, does it still look like the 90s even now? That's what I want. I want to go in there and have everyone have like crunchy bangs. Kind of, yeah. They got some and a big going bush. on. <laughs> but I think that they, uh, they just go for it. They don't care. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful environment. Um, on that note, should we jump into the news, guys? Sure. Uh, Angela, we've got yes. you've got a news story, but first, I I want to give a shout out to two people or two not people. Okay, first I want to give a shout out to, to the country place. of Thailand. We <laughs> recently were able to look at our the geolocations of our listeners, mm-hmm. and apparently, Thailand makes up ten percent of our listeners. Who knew? Who knew? Angela and I just thought that was really cool and uh, surprising. And we, now we want to visit Thailand together. Yeah. So thanks, guys. We also want to give a shout out to iTunes for putting us on the front page this week. Yay! 
much more flattering photo this time around. <laughs> Angela hated the photo. Um, it was me laughing and looking really oh, great. Like Laura looking the- beautiful and me just like looking at her lovingly. Like she was, Angela's basically looking at me being like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> right. And which is fine, but it's also like, I as I pointed look- out, you know. I have a big schnoz and it was full on profile <laughs> for the world to see. See, I love my profile. I'm more like, <laughs> oh my God, you're and, so no, 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 but I'm see, more, I love my profile. No, but I like my profile, but more like dead on straight on face is like not my favorite when right. we're, we're the we opposite. Switched. We're the opposite in that situation is what I was going to say well, is that you love your whole face. <laughs> I'm a half face girl. Anyway, now though, this week, the picture is Laura making a fishy face. Right. And me making a cat face. Yeah. And growling. And I am looking straight on. As am My I. My face is fine. It's great. People just make fun of me because on every picture, I only show like the left side of my face. Right. <laughs> I always turn. Anyways, we wanted to give a shout out to yeah. Thailand and iTunes. <laughs> Thailand and iTunes. Um, but Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Okay. Well, another fun fact about Tobley is... You used to review sex toys. I did for a blog that is discontinued, so you can't find them. Which oh is no! Really good. Did you screen grab them? Because I always wonder that. I've written so much for right. different websites, and like I should screen grab all my articles. It's going to be like I, I never, I didn't do any work my whole life. Right. As <laughs> a journalist, yeah. I'm actually okay with these going away. So many like <laughs> dildo puns that I can live with. Oh, that's great. Forever. Did you did you have to try everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, have to is the wrong word. Did you get to try? I, did I get everything? To? It definitely was a good pickup line at bars. Like I yeah. have this thing, I need to go try it. Some were so frightening and looked like they would give infections to anyone that would do anything with oh, it. Gosh. So I just uh, visually reviewed. Them. Yeah, if you don't know the materials too, you gotta be careful about right. the materials. Yeah, of certain plastic. Yeah, <laughs> don't know where it's made and all. Wait, okay, this, well, this speaking of article dildo puns. I was reading BuzzFeed, uh, and Anna Borges wrote a piece about the Pokemon sex toys that just came out called Pokemon. Oh, oh great pun. Oh, yeah. Is it Pokemon or Pokemon? It's Pokemon. Mm. I know. Oh, they really they should have hired Toddly. Pokemon. Pokemon makes so much <laughs> more sense. Um, and also, I just wanted to point out to you guys that I started a new job this week, and I was reading this article on my work computer. You're such a risk taker and dumb as shit. And if they <laughs> it was in, in, in your history. incognito mode. Dude, you should be looking at, just do it on your phone, not on the work computer. I well, I, I needed the giant screen so I could get a better look at Bulby, a Bulbasaur-inspired toy with a large seed tip. Do do you know Pokemon very well? Uh, probably I downloaded I don't. the app just to look at it. No, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think it, Bulbasaur you, kind of looks like a turtle. Do you insert oh, the whole thing? thing? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it looks like a regular dildo, but like if if a dick was a plant. Why? Sort of. Why? That sounds like painful. But um, there's a Charmander inspired dildo called Charmy that looks like a flame. Uh, Squirty looks like Squirtle and it has a large grooved turtle shell on the back. And my favorite is Peaky, which is a butt plug that when you insert it, it looks like a Pikachu tail. Oh, that's cute. Coming out of your butt. That's really cute. Right? Yeah. That's my favorite. Um, Christmas right around the corner. Yeah. So get I, your po- get your pokey moans pokemons have you heard and they're made by uh it's a company called geeky sex toys which all of their sex toys are themed towards like smart nerdy stuff so i think they have like harry potter wands oh well it's just like a broomstick that you stick up your butt yeah <laughs> probably just have those around the house there's yeah. actually a yeah, lot of phallic things in harry potter need, come yeah, to think of it but why do you need to but yeah i have plenty of broomsticks <laughs> at home I, I don't stick them up my butt sure. all right i'm gonna <laughs> shut up um yeah i'm sure they're gonna sell that's the crazy thing yes yeah. oh my god are you kidding me for sure yeah. were there a I, lot of I like can't... novelty things like this that were probably sure. not being used for there was one vaginas that talked, and butts it, and you had different chips that you you put in and, and it was like tough talking tony or debbie and, and it, <laughs> as you increase the speed on the dildo it would talk faster oh my god did it talk dirty to you because yeah. that would actually tough be kind of cool tony he was like oh you like that you want this more you know i hope was it like one of those like singing billy basses that every time you walked by it talked <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great These, okay the best dildo i ever got i got this at an event because i i used to 
The best dildos are free dildos. They are. I Mm -hmm. used to get to go to gifting lounges, and most of the gifting lounges that I went to didn't have dildos at them, but a couple of them did. (laughs) And I got one that you... Okay, it had a cord, and you stuck your your iPod at the time. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it would vibrate to the tune of whatever... You play a song on your iPhone or your Mm -hmm. iPod, and it vibrates to the tune of the music. So you like listen to some sexy music, and it's like vibrating along to it. Right. You know this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reviewed a couple versions. It was good, right? Kind of. No, you're not into it? I was into it. (laughs) it, Is it still around? Did it last? I don't know. I still have mine. There you go. (laughs) It's like a good... Like nine years old, I think. No, maybe not that old. Right? No, maybe it is. Anyway, well, yeah. Maybe I mean, it only the toys works are like interesting an iPod and nano. they break very easily. Just like Do a they? kids' toys. I mean, sex toys are just. I think I just. I think that's a sign that I'm not using my mine enough because <laughs> I haven't it. broke. I've never right. broken a a toy. I had to review a pogo dick. That was probably the weirdest one. It was like a pogo stick with the dick <gasps> sticking out of it. If you like See, that too hard. Like, yeah, very painful. Yeah, I, I mostly just showed people when they came over to my house, but it came with a DVD that looked like they got a hooker and put her in a hotel room and made her have sex with it. And she was not <gasps> oh, happy about it. Oh my god. That, I watched that every That sounds night. horrible because if you, if you fall, you're like falling with it like inside. Oh right. my god. Yeah, it's not. It, no good. Yeah. yeah, that's like somebody's like fucked up idea i feel like <laughs> right slash bachelorette party gift that never actually gets right. exactly um well anyway guys if you want a pokemon there you get them for the bargain price of 200 dollars. damn four, god four pack on. it's you get all four though you gotta That's catch them all. the whole set they're always so expensive catch them all um and, what are you reading about okay so i've been reading new york magazine my favorite the science of us this is an article by drake bear or bear I love Drake. We read a lot of her articles. Uh, She wrote saying that researchers have figured out where the female orgasm has come from. And basically, we all know by now that the female orgasm is very different than the male orgasm in not only in form, but also in function, as she writes. Uh, The male orgasm is necessary for reproduction. You get an orgasm, the sperm comes out, but the female orgasm is kind of just for fun. It's right. just like a thing that's there. But now there's a new evolutionary biology research that uh, that basically looked at different animals and whatever. It looked at it looked <laughs> at the orgasm. So uh, basically what it said, there's a lot of animals like the cat and the rabbit where when the female gets the orgasm, the egg is released. And if I'm reading this study correctly, <laughs> what it basically said that that's possibly what used to happen for humans. But right. for, yeah, but for humans, but the process evolved. that used to usher along the egg no longer does. So what these researchers at the Yale Medical School say is that basically the orgasm is now like the appendix. Like no, it's no longer necessary. But then what I found interesting was what Drake said the author of this article said she disagrees. She thinks that the female orgasm is necessary. And this was her reasoning, which I really liked. She said, even if the orgasm is merely promoting the psychological bonding of partners, that's quite adaptive. uh, Since people who are in longer term relationships report higher levels of subjective well-being than people who date casually or not at all. So basically what she's saying is that, the female orgasm, you'll probably be having more sex. You'll feel a closer bond with the person. And that could, that does help for, for reproduction Child. and child rearing because right. the offspring would, would hypothetically arrive in a more stable family situation if the two partners are, are bonded. Right. Did any of that make sense? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to like explain this very complicated research. Well, I kind of <laughs> like it because it's like, yeah, you could like fertilize an egg and but that that doesn't make you like good partners but if you're getting each other off you're good partners and i you guess can raise so. a well-adjusted child yeah, if you have orgasms it, it would help it helps female orgasms essentially could help the bonding right. between partners i think that in reproduction offices they encourage the girl when she's inseminated to have an orgasm it helps really? a, it helps the, her take in 
the semen, I believe. Mm, I'm no oh. doctor of this. I think I've just read that a few times. I so I think it's that. not the egg release, but I think it is the taking taking it in. And Maybe also, it like relaxes the muscles, yeah. like your whole yeah. body and lets must you relax. Take it in. That's interesting. And also, if the guy has no want to do that, he's just a dick. And exactly. Yeah, right. That's what it comes down to. As as we know, as we've talked about on on uh, previous podcasts. Angela, <laughs> I've never faked an orgasm. She's never faked an orgasm. I don't understand why people do that. I don't see the point. And she doesn't like to have sex unless she gets an orgasm. Right. It's Not ending. saying that I get one from vaginal intercourse, but I get it. She will get it some way, somehow. I'll be frank about that. Sometimes that shit doesn't work. Whereas, very, like, you got to try other things. Whereas, mean, like, Nick is a very giving lover, I must say. <laughs> but I personally... Yeah, you could like take it or leave it. I could take it. Like I love giving, getting them, but sometimes I think I just like the bonding aspect of sex. And right. sometimes I'm just like, I like kind of just prefer to just right. have sex and not like sometimes it stresses me out. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I have to have one first and then we have sex. Sometimes I just want to have sex for the bonding reasons. Is that right. weird? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Uh, it helps no. you sleep better. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just, sometimes I just like to have sex just for the bonding and not nice. even the orgasm. I don't know. I think to uh, men, it's very easy to orgasm. Men on men, just like quickly. Women, it they need to feel a connection. And they need yeah. to feel like a little safer. And like that they're there. Uh, the casual orgasm, I don't know if that's happened to y'all on a one night stand. If, no. Yeah, no. that doesn't no. happen. I, I did have an orgasm after yoga once, though. I, really? my, my body and my That's also my a mind. casual orgasm. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. I wasn't touching myself. I was like in Shavasana, like you know, arms and legs spread like a uh, starfish. Yeah. And I, my body and mind was just so relaxed that all of a sudden it happened. I hope you tipped your instructor. <laughs> if they had a tip jar, I would have. <laughs> so fun fact about me, actually, in my current relationship, I was not able to have an orgasm the whole time we were dating until the night that we had the conversation that we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And then it was like, bang, it worked. Wow. I have a lot yeah. of hang-ups, clearly. No. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the commitment. It's the connection. Yeah. You it just does it. it for me. You need the that's, safety. That's my, right. that's my fetish. <laughs> commitment. <laughs> <laughs> that's your safe word. <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's thank one of the sponsors of this episode. We would like to thank Blue Apron. Now, guys, not all ingredients are created equal. Free, high-quality ingredients, they taste better, and they're better for you. So it's important to know where your food comes from. Angela, we are big Blue Apron fans because whenever yeah. we like to do a date night, it's a good bonding thing with your, your yeah. man, my man. Nothing says love like somebody cooking for you. If you or are you a- cooking for them? Yeah, but someone cooking for you is also great. <laughs> for example, like if you have a long day, like I'm I'm tired, Laura. I'm going to go home and guess what? Ian made Blue Apron for me. I know. And the the thing is is that it's Blue Apron is fairly easy in a good yeah. way. So it's like it like looks like a lot of effort because like the presentation's right. gorgeous and the food's insanely good and it's good ingredients. Yeah. But then uh you're like, "Holy shit, I got a man that cooks for me." Yeah. And I'll tell you guys what. It reheats well. You get your leftovers, you take them for lunch. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh guys, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Right. And Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. So whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, which Laura and I are both fans of, or heirloom (laughs) tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. The thing that I love about it is that everything can be prepared in 40 minutes or less, which is about the length of our podcast. What are the chances of that? What are the odds? What are the odds? Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. Ooh. With free shipping, too, by going to blueapron.com slash single. 
as in this is why you're single. Uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash single. And hey, guys, if you make Blue Apron on one of your date nights, email us about it. We like to know how your dates go because, I don't know, we're interested and we care about you. Yeah, uh, and honestly, even if you make Blue Apron by yourself, email us about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, we I, know. I am curious. I would love to get your food pictures because Angela and I text each other our blue yeah. apron pictures after love, we cook love some food porn yeah we we do we text each other food porn anyways blue apron a better way to cook now let's get back to the show angela what do we have in the mailbox we have um a funny email but also our listener ryan might be on to something brilliant all right so probably gonna help us solve this yeah. mystery yeah. Oh, I like um that. so he's his name is Ryan. He's 21 years old. He's testing a new online dating tactic. He wants to know what we think. So he writes, I've always found that I can get really comfortable messaging slash texting people and then find it a lot harder in person. And this gets even worse when it's a first date, but you've already done all the getting to know you conversation. Um, I met my last girlfriend on Tinder and decided to try something different after making sure we were actually interested in going on a date and setting up a place and time in a few days time. I suggested we don't talk until the date and that we don't look each other up online more than we might have already done. My thinking is that it doesn't allow you to settle into texting them like a friend. You don't use up all the easy conversation and you don't have to worry that you'll let slip something you saw from seven months ago on their Twitter. The only down side is you might not find out if they are a mass murderer who has 50 cats but you win some you lose some it worked well for me that time although it might have been fine regardless i was just wondering what you think about this idea stroke of genius or just plain stupid i think that's smart i mean the mass mur- murderer part can get it can get dangerous right? <laughs> right. right i think you should probably do a light google i don't think there's anything wrong with that's that. what we always say we're like make sure right. they're not on america's most wanted list like, yeah other than that like yeah it's good to find out about things the, the old school way like talking mm-hmm. to people right totally and i think yeah we do because we can be so witty over words yes. but then in person it's not the same yes so i think he is onto something i tried to keep those conversations very light and then you meet the person when you're dating online you try to keep them you're like let's just like talk when we're actually hanging out right right yep yep and then you can close the deal i think i'd kind of okay so after this podcast Mm -hmm. i'm meeting up with a friend that i haven't seen since middle school she's like a big old rock star now and like whatever anyways (laughs) when she called me to figure out where we're going i promise this relates to this question she called me today to figure out where we're gonna meet i haven't talked to her in like over 15 years and while we're on the phone i'm like so like what have you been up to how's your mom and now i'm gonna see her and i'm like we (laughs) know everything i know everything we ended up talking for 20 minutes and i'm like we should have just saved all that for when we meet and i should have just kept it to logistics yeah anyways this is just something that happened today and it kind of reminds me of a similar it's like a similar thing. Like, don't you want to save all of the interesting conversations to when you're actually on a date with somebody? Yeah. Although I will say as the person on the receiving end of that text, like (laughs) if you were like, let's not talk, I'm not going to talk to you. I, I might be a little bit like, what? Yeah, I think there's a subtle way to say, all right, right see you Tuesday. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like you do it, but don't, like, make it, like, a thing. I do feel conflicted about this. On one hand, you don't want to waste a whole night of your life going out with somebody if you mm. know you don't have anything in common right. with them. And you're the if the texts aren't witty and you're not really getting each other's, I don't know, sense of humor is hard to figure out over right. texts and you can't mm-hmm. tell people's tone. But you can kind of get a, a sense a little bit, right? And you don't yeah. want to waste a whole night of your life. Or do you think you maybe can't tell anything over text and you really just should meet people? Mm, I feel like in I mean, terms of funny over text. Well, yeah, I was going to say I'm better because I'm not so good in person on, at first, <laughs> on first dates. But I, that's why I kind of like like having a long textual relationship before I meet somebody because I'm able to like build up. You are like witty, witty. Yeah. Yeah. You're like punchline. So punch then line. if I'm like shy on the first date, at least I can like fall back. I'm like, well, like I'm clearly funny. I'm just warm. I'm doing a butt sniff with you. I'm like warming up. <laughs> um, so I'm conflicted on this too. I get where he's coming from. I get it. I think he should try out different but, things. Yeah. So I think he should try this out with some people. And then if he shows up on the date with them and realizes they have nothing in common, 
then he's going to realize, all right, maybe I should have texted, see, you know, right. figured, you know, started a little bit of the conversation. They could like, if things get awkward in the date, they could always like go back to some kind of like inside joke. They maybe set over right. text. I don't right. know. What do you think? Yeah, it's flow, right? If you're mm-hmm. talking and it doesn't seem like it's getting awkward or, or, you know, I think keep going with it. But then yeah, the hard stop is weird. Like, let's stop talking. <laughs> right. Please yes. don't Google me. <laughs> Never goes well. No, that's super yeah. weird. And, and I was, would be like, red flag. Yeah, what's the yeah. first thing you do when somebody's like, don't Google me? Yeah. You Google the shit yeah, out yeah, of them and you right. hire a private investigator <laughs> yeah. to like look for stuff you can't see. So good idea in theory. <laughs> In theory, Ryan, I don't know about in reality. Uh, well, if you guys want your listener questions answered, you can email us at contact at this is why your single show dot com. Your is Y O U R E. You'll figure it out. Uh, you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show dot com. Now let's dive into the reason of the week. This week's reason is you need to focus on you. Tablia's already nailed this right. reason of the week earlier in our interview portion of this podcast. But yeah, it's basically like people are so focused, I feel like, on what they want in another person and making sure they find people who check off every box that they they stop exploring themselves and they they kind of lose sight of who they are because they're so focused on making sure other people either fulfill things that they wish they had about themselves or just, yeah, they're not, they're not focusing on making sure that they are fully happy with them. Yeah. It's easy to forget about yourself when you're thinking about everybody else. Right. I mean, when you're trying to have someone complete you, you need to like complete yourself to a certain level and then. Yeah. Fuck Jerry Maguire, man. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck does he know? Seriously. (laughs) Um, That too. And I think there's, and this is a bummer more quote of anything, but somebody said to me, and it made sense that you only let someone treat you as badly as you treat yourself. Oh, so I like that. You know, that's kind of the opposite of you only love yourself as much. So, But it's true. It, like, if you're going to let someone treat like shit, it's because that's kind of where you are. And then they go below you and then you're like, I'm done with this. But to tie this in, I mean, it's just important to really kind of get to know who you are and what you like and what you want from somebody and to, and then be ready for it. Or take a year and a half off dating. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And write a book or something. And then, yes, we wrote a book. During that took us like a year. We didn't completely take off dating. Well, we did take some time off. When I met you in our sketch writing class, I simultaneously deleted all my dating apps. Yeah, because I was just disgusted with the whole thing. No, I was I was disgusted, (laughs) and I was like, I'm going to do something that I enjoy. Yeah, and I took a sketch writing class, and look where I am now. (laughs) Look where you are, loving myself on a podcast, right? Uh, no, I think it's true. I think you really self-discovery is the most important thing. It's like it sounds cheesy. It's like you don't want to be yeah. like, yeah, go do some like eat, pray, love shit. But like, but yeah, maybe you should do some eat, pray, love shit. Right. I mean, not everyone can afford all, <laughs> yeah. of, all of the eating and the praying and the loving. That gelato but... had to add up. Yeah. Do a staycation. So just, yeah, you pick one. You pick one. <laughs> just stay, staycation it. Staycation it. Um, yeah. And you guys know what RuPaul says, right? I, I'm sure you do. You're a RuPaul aficionado. Aficionado? Aficionado. <laughs> What's the... Aficionado. Whatever. You guys know what I mean. Come on. Yeah. I do have affection. Well, she says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Yes. She amen. En- mm-hmm. She ends every show with that. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. I love it. Um, I think on that note, it is... Should we should we jump into the reason of the week breakdown? This is the most dramatic part of the podcast. Uh, we have a fun game for you, Tobley. Yeah, this is taking line. the like love yourself, mm. your need to focus on you a little, a little literally. Yeah, yeah. But why not? Okay. The ultimate love yourself. We are playing a game called Slang for Masturbation or 1950s Dance Move. I love it. Yeah. Edit, Let's edit do this. though, I will say most of the dance moves are actually 1960. Oh. Okay. So 
Thank take, you for take with a grain of salt. All right, 1950-1960. Uh, so in honor of our theme, loving yourself, focusing on you, uh, we are going to read a phrase or a word, and Tobley must guess if it is a euphemism for masturbation mm-hmm. or a dance move. All right, are you ready? Angela, kick it off. Okay, hitchhike. You know that motion with the... Oh. Hitchhike. Dance or masturbation? I mean, I can imagine how you could masturbate like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to say dance move. You're right. One for one so far. Okay. All right. Did it. Uh, choke the chicken. Uh, that is definitely a masturbation. Yes. Two for two. Yeah. Dude. I would like to see that dance, though. <laughs> and Let's that, not stop yeah. it from happening. <laughs> it's a little bit like the funky chicken, but right. your, your dick is out. Um, do the jerk. Oh, um, that is a dance. It's kind of both. Yeah, I mean, because you, yeah. Can, yeah. Right. you can jerk yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you're really good at this game so far. All right, next up, the clam bake. The clam bake is a lesbian bar I went to a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh. Right? No, it's a dance move. No. That one is masturbation. Now, Angela, what kind of masturbation is the clam bake? I mean, I assume it involves a vagina, a clam, a clam, if you oh, will. So you like kind of, or you well, like it, but if it's masturbation, it, <laughs> it gets hot. Oh, you put a hot pad on it. Yeah, <laughs> and you just sit, and then you sit, <laughs> and you sit on and it. Then that clam is ready. I guess so. <laughs> wow, <The> clam bake. <laughs> The old clam bake. The old clam bake. You bake that clam. You bake that clam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, holly gully. Oh, my God. Um, dance move. What kind of dance yeah. move is that? What kind of masturbation move? Yeah, that would be? that be? Mm. I don't I even know what works. a holly is. Like, is that I don't a bo- know. A boat? Is a gully part of a boat? The um, holy Yeah, gully. it is, actually. Maybe you back yourself up into the harbor. I don't know. Yeah, how do you dance? How do you dance to that? I don't know. Wait, I didn't do that much research. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, we'll have to YouTube these dance moves after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next and step. The, and the clam bake. And, and the masturbation <laughs> moves too. at all. I'm sure everything's on YouTube, so I'm sure we'll find it. Yeah. Um, the tighten up. Whoa. Um, uh, masturbation. It's a dance move. It's Listen, dance I move. think that both of these could be all these things. <laughs> I think you're yeah. right. That's why we Tighten made up. this a tough... Isn't it strange? Yeah, they were they were being like a little sneaky in the 60s. Yeah, I, yeah that was the only way they could. Right? They named... Subtle. The, yeah. yeah, they were naming all their dance moves after uh, things that could be masturbation. Right. The mashed potato. That's it. That's <laughs> dance. But you... You I've can, done it. You before. can also I mash, mash, mash your potato. I've mashed that potato. How? How? Right is before the, I came over. <laughs> what's that dance move like? Oh, we were talking dance. Didn't you say dance? Yeah, I did. But I also. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you also mashed that potato. All right. It could be, but yeah, a lot of these could be. Uh, this. Okay. Next, we got two but, more for you. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah. The stomach pancakes. Whoa. I hope that's a dance move. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Stomach pancakes. This okay, is my favorite this. one. Do you know? It's so disgusting. Okay, what is it? Do you know what it is? Like what? How? What form of masturbation? Can it I is? try to guess? So someone uses their stomach and pancakes their pancakes. Maybe boobs. It? Boobs. Boobs. I think. Think of like batter. Um, oh wait, is this like? Oh, a, does, oh, this, oh, does this involve some kind of like feces or something? No, no. no. Just, what kind of? Sh- what are you eating? Chocolate chip pancakes. When a guy <laughs> comes all over his stomach. Oh, he comes he's on his stomach. Making He's making stomach pancakes. Stomach pancakes. That's disgusting. Why would his got, tummy's the griddle. I, mean, I, I hope get that like you search that at your work email. <laughs> I actually just tired. texted a bunch of guys that I know and was like, no. euphemism for masturbation. They, they just were, made ex- those Most of them were too disgusting to even make this list. Or too, too, uh, they weren't subtle enough. Mm. Wow. Like um, mm. knuckle babies was one that I learned. That's cute. Knuckle babies. Knuckle babies. I, I that could be a cartoon you could watch as a child. It yeah, absolutely could. Yeah, mm-hmm. they live under the water like snorks. Yeah. Maybe knuckle babies. <laughs> and uh, last finally, one, Angela, take it away. Oh, the flick. Oh, that's masturbation. It's actually also both. They oh. were doing the flick, and she 60s. threw some like curveball curveballs yeah. at it you. It was just shocking how many were both. The flick. The yeah, flick. the flick definitely is like is masturbation. What how what kind of dance move is this? 
you know, just doing a little flick, a little flick of the finger. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like we're gonna start a dance party after we finish taping this podcast. Yeah, it's on. We're all gonna uh, do a flick. I think you did pretty good. As yeah, always, good. We're, we're really bad and we never keep score. <laughs> but I, I say you got an A. Everyone's a, a winner. If this was in school, you would have an A. Thank you. Um, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. For more reasons you're single, remember to check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible if you like listening to things. Thank you so much to our guest, Tobley. You can follow him on Twitter at Tobley McSmith. Any other plugs for the peeps? Or at uh, Stomach Pancake. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have to buy that URL. Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, and we just announced our musical, as you said, 90210, the musical, will be happening in fall. And Showgirls musical is playing in San Francisco in August. <gasps> Sweet. Yep. And oh, wait, August. Cat- we're going. I'm going to San Francisco oh, yeah, in go. August. Peaches Christ, the drag queen, famous <gasps> drag queen. I know Peaches Christ. Putting it on. Angela, Not personally, but I Angela wish I knows did. like every drag queen. I do. Well, I will be sending y'all there, and anyone else should go check it out too. Yes, thank yeah. you so much, for, and thank you for sharing your experience. Anytime, and um, mm-hmm. being so open and awesome and cool, and making our girl Elliot happy. Yeah, yeah. anytime for that too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. It was great. It was great. Um, you, if you guys want, you can follow us. We're okay too on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Our personals are at Sparadactyl. I am at Laura Lane underscore on Instagram. I'm at the Laura Lane. And yeah, make sure to like and subscribe mm-hmm. on iTunes. Say some nice things. Comment. We Please. love all of that. Hopefully, and nice things. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>